millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This morning, Sydney's mask mandate. Residents told to cover up with police now able to issue fines. COVID super spreader, tens of thousands in Western Sydney exposed to the virus. A bottle shop, the new hotspot. Victorian testing sites overwhelmed, but the state is insisting its cluster is under control. And Indian cricketers in a standoff with authorities over Queensland quarantine. Will Brisbane lose the fourth test? This is 7 News. Good morning. From today, Greater Sydney residents will be fined $200 if they're caught indoors or on public transport without a face mask. The New South Wales government made masks mandatory at the weekend, but police can now issue infringements for those who are breaking the rules. I would encourage the community across Greater Sydney, and that includes the Central Coast and the Pea Blue Mountains, and of course Wollongong, to wear masks in compliance with the law, but do it for yourself, do it for your family, do it for your community. That's the main reason. People with medical conditions are exempt and the government says police will act with discretion to give people time to get a mask. The mask mandate comes as health authorities battle to contain a third Sydney cluster. Tens of thousands of people who visited BWS Barala between December 22 and 31 are now considered close contacts and are being told to quarantine for 14 days. And each of those people have a number of close contacts who are also being asked to isolate. Unfortunately, one of the patient transport workers um, acquired infection, passed it on to a colleague. That colleague had been at the Barala BWS for a very fleeting amount of time. But what we now know is that transmission occurred. And I can't stress enough how concerned we are about the transmission potential. There were eight new local infections across New South Wales yesterday from almost 19,000 tests. Five were connected to the Barala cluster, two to the Northern Beaches outbreak and one from a known contact in Wollongong. Victorian authorities are working to stop any new COVID infections by this weekend, despite the BlackRock outbreak currently sitting at 21 cases. Health bosses say that the cluster is under control, but there are serious concerns over testing with Melbourne clinics overwhelmed and those wanting a swab turned away. I was in New South Wales and got back right on that time where you have to come and get tested. Went to two places yesterday, got turned away at both. So lined up this morning from 
10 past eight and now you know three hours later still not quite there. We return New South Wales travellers but we couldn't get in yesterday. 200 testing sites will be open across the state today. Queensland Health has been forced to rapidly bolster its testing capability after chaotic scenes at clinics over the weekend. Returning Queenslanders and Victorian travellers waited in queues that stretched for hundreds of metres, with some turned away after advice was issued for them to get tested. We've stood up more clinics and we've extended hours and we've worked with people who've come along to those clinics to get them tested. Um, we do have those 76 clinics, so I would stress that people look around for other clinics. Aged care and disability accommodation facilities, pensions and hospitals have been instructed not to allow visits from anyone who has been to Victoria since December 21. Meantime, Queensland's tough border controls could be about to come back and bite them, the state, with Sydney on standby this morning to host back-to-back -back test matches. Members of India's touring team are unwilling to travel to Brisbane for the test at the Gabba if it means they'll be confined to hotel quarantine. They claim the isolation is bad for their mental health. An extraordinary act of bravery has cost a young policewoman her life after she tried to save a swimmer trapped in a whirlpool in the Blue Mountains west of Sydney. Both women were sucked into a vortex of raging waters and did not emerge with police finding their bodies yesterday afternoon. In drizzling rain, deep in the Blue Mountains, the end of a two-day search for one of their own. Specialist search and rescue teams retrieving the body of senior constable Kelly Foster, who on a canyoning trip with a group of eight on Saturday, jumped in to rescue a 24-year-old woman. A remarkable act of bravery that cost her life. Authorities say the usually safe Willamby Canyon became unpredictable after rain upstream. There has been a lot of rain over the last few days, so there's probably an increase in water levels within the canyon. In one section of the canyon, a whirlpool was created, sucking the younger woman who was riding a lilo under the surface. When Senior Constable Foster jumped in to help, she too disappeared. The victim's families and authorities had been holding out hope for a miracle, that they'd been swept downstream. But when rescue teams returned, it took just a few hours to locate the bodies. Colleagues describing her as light, and well respected. Diagnosed with cancer in 2016 and recently given the all clear. Her last act of selfless bravery, the epitome of what the force stands for. There's a common line where um, you know, quite often first responders run towards danger whereas other people run from it and uh, this is obviously uh, quite uh, an example of uh, that action. Queensland's first cyclone of the season has delivered wind gusts of more than 100 kilometres an hour to towns across the state's far north. Tropical cyclone Imogen hit the Gulf of Carpentaria overnight, ahead of what is predicted to be a very active season. The main hazard uh, about the western areas of the peninsula and the Gulf is those abnormally high tides, large waves, heavy rainfall and flash flooding and gale force winds. The cyclone is predicted to become a tropical low this morning, bringing rain from Cooktown to Ingham. 
A man is fighting for life in hospital after a shocking assault in Western Sydney. The man was found unconscious and bleeding from his head at Lidcombe around 10.30 last night. Paramedics treated him at the scene and had to intubate him before rushing him to Westmead Hospital with a police escort. Officers have established a crime scene and are now investigating. An Australian woman has been arrested and charged in Tanzania. Zara Kay was detained following a series of posts on social media, allegedly criticising the Tanzanian's president's handling of the pandemic. She has since been released on bail. The 28-year-old is a vocal campaigner for women's rights after announcing her Islamic faith. The Foreign Office has confirmed it's providing Ms Kay with consular assistance. A dramatic arrest in Queensland's surface paradise has ended with a 26-year-old man smashing a stolen Honda into a police car. Road spikes had to be deployed after the driver nearly hit one officer before being chased down and tackled in a stairwell. He's been charged with property damage and a possession of dangerous drugs. Being without a mobile phone is becoming a huge source of anxiety for millions of Australians. New research has revealed just how widespread this new epidemic is and growing evidence on how it leads to dangerous behaviour. Nomophobia. You've probably never heard of it, but there's a good chance you're one of the thousands of Australians who suffer from it. It translates to no mobile phone phobia, the fear of being without a smartphone. It is a significant issue for some people, the same as you know, alcohol and poker machines. Those with the condition are addicted to their phones and struggle to disconnect, leading to anxiety and even panic attacks. Researchers at Monash University found that almost all of us have the phobia to some degree and for one in eight Australians, it's severe. The average was moderate nomophobia, so that was about 48% of participants. And it's highest among young people aged 18 to 25. The study found half the population spend up to three hours a day on their device. I think the other day I got up to 14 hours. We really use them for everything. 22-year-old accounting graduate Samara Eklund never leaves home without hers. The fear of like being in public and not being able to just rely on your phone. And above all, it can be a dangerous addiction to have. Researchers found the average sufferer was five times more likely to engage in high-risk behaviour, like using their phones while driving, walking and cycling. It's that lack of um, self-control and to be able to go, well, there's a time and a place for me to be on my phone. Um, driving a car is not one of them. Good habits are key. Turn off your phone's notification function and keep tabs on your daily use. While experts argue education should start at school. Otherwise we're going to have a whole generation of young people that struggle. Sonia Marinelli, 7 News. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. WikiLeaks founder Julian Assange will find out tonight Australian time whether he will be extradited from the UK to the United States to face espionage charges. America wants him to stand trial over the publication of secret military documents. If a district judge grants the request, Britain's Home Secretary would then have to make the final decision. The National Archives has agreed to release correspondence between the Queen and previous Governors-General. The decision will see decades of letters written between 1965 and 1996 released to the public. It follows a landmark ruling by the High Court last year which saw the release of thousands of documents, many of them written during the Whitlam dismissal. The material is expected to be released early this year. British Prime Minister Boris Johnson says he hopes tens of millions of Britons will be vaccinated by March as new COVID case numbers top 50,000 for the sixth consecutive day. In a TV interview, he promised 530,000 new doses of the Oxford AstraZeneca vaccine to be ready by tomorrow. That is despite Britain's Medical Association labelling the rollout a shambles. The PM said that lockdowns may be tightened further as children prepare to return to school. It's been a dark day for the United States recording a new record number of COVID deaths. David Woywood is in our US Bureau. David, good morning. How many people have died from the disease? Uh, morning, Monwell. Quite tragically, 350,000 Americans are now dead from COVID-19. The country recording between 2,500 and 3,000 deaths each and every day from the virus, and that is before an expected post-holiday surge as people continue to travel, returning home from their winter and Christmas holidays. These numbers, again, though, are being disputed by the President Donald Trump today, tweeting the number of cases and deaths of the China virus is far exaggerated in the United States because of CDC's ridiculous method of determination compared to other countries, many of whom report purposely very inaccurately and low. When in doubt, call it COVID, fake news. But look, when questioned today, the President's own Surgeon General said he had no reason to doubt these numbers. From a public health perspective, I have no reason to doubt those numbers. And I think people need to be very aware that it's not just about the deaths, as we talked about earlier. It's about the hospitalizations, the capacity. These cases are having an impact. As long lines and even longer delays continue to dog that vaccine rollout here in the United States, overwhelmed states calling for federal help to deliver these vaccines as only a fraction of the promised 20 million doses by the end of last year have now been delivered, Mon. All right, David Warwick in the US. Thank you so much. Now for a quick check of sport for you. And Australia's Matthew Wade says that he'd like the fourth test against India to go ahead at the Gabba. That's despite rumours that Indian players are refusing to quarantine. The Aussies have a 30-year unbeaten record in Brisbane, while India have never won a game. Matthew Wade indicating that he'll be happy to drop down Australia's batting order to make way for Victorian youngster Will Pukowski. The Scorchers have recorded their second win of the Big Bash season, beating Melbourne Renegades in style. Perth totalling an impressive 185 before a series of spectacular wickets left the Renegades 96 runs short of victory. 
Sydney Sixers have moved back on top of the ladder after beating the Adelaide Strikers by seven wickets. A-League newcomers MacArthur FC have been handed an early reality check in their first home game at Campbelltown Stadium. The Bulls were outclassed by last year's Wooden Spooners Central Coast. The Mariners won 2-0 to continue their perfect start to the new season. Bowman for Smiley! All smiles for the Central Coast Mariners! Top of the league! Adelaide United have secured their first win of the season, beating a 10-man Melbourne City outfit 2-0. Well, Tutar Dakar rally champion Toby Price is off to a winning start in Stage 1 of the world's toughest race. The 33-year-old finished just 31 minutes ahead of Argentinian Kevin Bavadar after struggling with navigation 7 kilometres from the finish line. The great race continues through Saudi Arabia today. China's first Mars mission is off to a flying start with its space probe clocking up more than 400 million kilometres in flight. The probe will enter the red planet's orbit next month with its rover expected to touch down in May. And while that might seem like a long time to come, the spacecraft isn't slowing down, flying at a speed of 23 kilometres per second. Well, the right call and an eagle eye helped emergency services reunite an owner with her exotic bird in our southwest last night. Marboob, the African grey parrot, escaped from its owner's bedroom, sparking the dramatic, dramatic rather, late night rescue. Marboob hasn't left Fadham's side since he was rescued late last night, 20 metres up a tree in Busby. I was a bit scared I'm going to lose him. But I didn't give up on him. Firefighters worked for two hours in heavy rain to save the African grey parrot. Crews brought in a ladder platform, reaching the parrot to a round of applause. Yay! And putting it into the safe hands of its 39-year-old owner. There you go. There you go. Luckily, a firefighter had some gloves on. I think he experienced a few little nips here and there. It was a relatively tame bird. Intelligent too, African grey parrots are among the world's smartest. Used in experiments by Harvard researchers, Fadham says she found the four-year-old she bought for $5,000 by making bird calls. But last night he didn't sleep in the cage, he slept next to me. I got surprised because normally birds like him, they don't flee away like this. Mabub was found five streets away from where he went missing. Fatem is thankful for the efforts of firefighters. Staying there three hours under the rain and doing this good job, I don't know how to thank him. While everyone's glad these lovebirds are back together. Best mate. Hayden Nelson, 7 News. Taking a look at the weather around the country now and troughs are triggering showers and storms in other parts of Queensland, the Northern Territory, New South Wales, Victoria, Tasmania and South Australia. A trough in WA is directing very warm, gusty winds across the state. Around the capital cities now, partly cloudy and 30 in Brisbane, showers and a possible storm for Sydney with a top of 27. The same for Canberra, but a high of 25. Melbourne, showers and 18 degrees. Adelaide, partly cloudy and 24. A shower or two in Hobart and 22. Perth, sunny and 34. And partly cloudy with a top of 33 degrees in Darwin. And that is 7 Early News for this Monday, the 4th of January. I'm Monique Wright.